Welcome back to the Valerian Voice. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the connections between um, some of the major houses and the, their sigil animals. There are a lot of other houses that have um, sigils that aren't animals, but if you think about the main houses at play currently, um, they all are represented except for except for two, but we'll be discussing that um, in the episode. Uh, our hosts, as usual, are Laura, Amanda, and Christina. And as with every episode that we have, there are spoilers ahead, so if you aren't up to date on the show and even within the book to an extent, um, then listeners beware. So the major houses at play that we're going to be discussing tonight are obviously the Starks, and their sigil is the Direwolf, the Targaryens, who are the dragons, the Greyjoys with the Kraken, the Lannisters with the Lion, and the Martell, the, who are represented by the Sun, and the uh, Tyrells, who are represented by the Rose. Um, before we get too in-depth with this, I know that the Martells and the Tyrells do not have sigil animals, but if you think about both the Sun and the Rose, they can't survive the long night or winter. Both of them are meant as summer or spring um, sigils, if you will. And so, and if we if we remember in the books and in the show, uh, those houses have pretty much died off or become relatively insignificant. Now, yes, in the show, they are starting to join in with the Targaryens, and try to exact their revenge, but they're not half the strength that they used to be, and they're not really a um, like a force to be reckoned with unless they really pull together with some really strong people, which is how they're trying to stay alive. But they're not going to be able to survive the winter. And with the Tyrells as well, their um, house words are growing strong. Which is an interesting point to make as well going with that because obviously they're not growing anymore. And in the show, as we've seen in the recent season, um, I mean, Elena's the only one that's left. So yeah. they're the opposite of growing strong at this point. So Yeah. It's also interesting that both the sun and the rose, you're relating, they can't survive in winter. They have to have the warmth. What figure did they attach themselves to? The dragon? Hot? The fire mm -hmm. of the dragon mm -hmm. is where the sun and yeah. the rose went. I know that is like really pushing it, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're trying. They're trying. They're trying. <laughs> Heat me up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna kind of break these down here in a little bit, but just another kind of overall um, uh, overall connections between all of them. The direwolves, dragons, and krakens were all originally thought to be myth. And their houses, like, at least in the past um, short while, I know that, like, Targaryens were strong, but then they've kind of um, died off, if you will. And then same with the Starks and, and even the Greyjoys, to an extent. Mm -hmm. They've always been kind of ignored and kind of pushed mm -hmm. to the side. But now they're returning to power. Even the animals themselves, they've all been rumored to been seen or have been seen. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're making a comeback. The lions are, are pretty much extinct in Westeros, except for some cage lions in Casterly Rock. 
Um, we'll be going to more more in depth in that, but I think that's a clear sign of the direction mm -hmm. that things are going in right now. So to kind of break it down by house um, and discussing the uh, significance and connections, uh, almost the um, uh, foreshadowing, mm -hmm. there we go, the foreshadowing of the animals on the fate of the houses. Mm -hmm. um, so the dire wolves. Dire wolves in general um, are known to be loyal to masters and will attack if the master if their master is threatened. Mm -hmm. That's very characteristic of the Starks. The Starks are known to be loyal, mm -hmm. and that's been what's killed them in the past. Yeah. You think about like how they defend their own and whatnot. That's it's just the personality of a dire wolf. So as uh, there, there, there's a lot been a lot uh, said about the um, how each of the wolves have kind of um, foreshadowed what's going to happen to uh, their particular owners. So in general, the pups' parents, uh, like the dire wolves that went to the Starks, those uh, the pups' parents were killed by a stag. That's very obviously symbolic of the Baratheons um, being the death of Catelyn uh, and Ned. And really, the parent also killed the stag, and so really, mm -hmm. they, the two mm -hmm. just essentially destroyed each other. Um, and then uh, Lady was the first one to die. Uh, that was Sansa's uh, dire wolf. Um, and if you think about even just the name itself, she, uh, like, Sansa named her Lady thinking, mm -hmm. like, thinking of this very idealistic, like, Disney princess version yes. of the world. And so Lady almost had to die to, um, like, to essentially ruin that picture for Sansa and bring her to reality. So San Sansa now can't be the innocent Lady that she was. And both Lady and Sansa losing that innocence were at the hand of Joffrey. Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then Grey Wind was the second dire wolf to die, and he shared a warrior's death with Rob. So that's very characteristic of both of them. Um, Shaggy Dog was next, at least. It, this is now we're getting into the show. We haven't gotten up this far in the book, obviously. So Shaggy Dog was the next one to die, and really his death is. Kind of, both his and Rickon's death has been kind of obvious since the beginning. Mm. Both of them are unruly, uncivilized, and childish, which there's no way that any kind of character like that could actually survive the long winter and the long night. Mm. Um, and all essentially everything childish has to die. Mm -hmm. um, and then along that same line, Summer, ooh, so sad, mm. uh, Summer had to die to bring winter. Because winter is coming, and mm -hmm. there is no place for summer in winter. However, what's different about Summer's death compared to the others is that Summer's was related to self-sacrifice, um, which I think is really interesting and might possibly foreshadow something happening to Bran. Um, and I know, Christina, you have your opinions about this, and we will have a full episode devoted to how Bran is, like, this amazing thing. Um, however, that it could go... I could see Summer's death foreshadowing two different things. Either one, that Bran has now... is no longer Bran and is mm -hmm. now the three-eyed crow. 
Mm-hmm. He's no so, longer Stark. Yeah, exactly. He's no longer a Stark. He has sacrificed himself to the mm-hmm. old gods and what he what he thinks is the greater good. Now, the other way that that could go is that Bran sacrifices himself for the greater good in the world. Like, he dies. Now, and it might be physical, it might be metaphorical, I'm not sure. That might be related to the Three-Eyed Crow. But essentially, Bran sacrifices himself just like Summer did. Mm-hmm. Um, the One of the other uh, dire wolves that's still out there that is not discussed pretty much at all in the show, but is occasionally referenced in the books, is Nymeria. Um, she and Arya have a lot of really interesting connections. Both of the... Uh, so Nymeria is essentially queen in the South, um, and she is now, she has become unafraid of men, and now that Arya has gone through a lot of her training and whatnot, Arya is now unafraid of mm-hmm. men as well. And they both have um, a similar attack, they're both fast, surprising, mm-hmm. and um, have kind of dominated their own world. Yeah. And become assassins in many ways. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, in the books when the, um, kind of the wolf pack that Nymeria is, like, leading, they are known, like, they just go out and, like, attack all these, like, people that are seen as bad men, like, people that are, like, stealing from um, everyone and, like, attacking people on the King's Road and everything, and they, like, attack them really quick, and then they just kind of, like, go back into the woods. But same thing with Arya. It's, like, she just kind of, you know, comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. with, like, Lord Walder Frey. And it's just, like, back in the mm-hmm. midst of them. And then the last dire wolf is uh, Ghost. And Ghost is uh, definitely the most prominent dire mm. wolf just because... John uses him so frequently, and they they have a really close connection, um, and so I, so I think the name Ghost could easily just be referencing the fact that now John is a is kind of a ghost in a way, like he died, came back, and whatnot. Um, that seems kind of simplistic. There's probably more to it than that, but um, well, and there's the obvious connection, which probably doesn't need to be mentioned even, but the fact that Ghost is the albino runt pup. Yeah. And in the scene when John takes Ghost, he says, there are five pups, my lord, enough for your children. Mm-hmm. Oh, but there's one more. But it's mm-hmm. not quite like the others. Yeah. And not it's, quite Ned's son. And he, yeah. isn't it kind of fi- found, it's not with the group. It's like he's, it's like, separate. he's it's kind aside. of off to the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And another thing I think to point out is that ghost he like when they go to the north he like he is very much a creature of like dire yes. a creature of the north and he begins to fit in there and when john joins the night's watch he really find like growing up he always mm-hmm. felt like the outsider at winterfell because he was that's the way catelyn treated him um mm-hmm. even though i mean he was close with most of his siblings but that's the way the sansa treated him as well mm-hmm. and everything but when he joins the night's watch like he really kind of starts coming into himself and fighting himself as well yeah mm-hmm so I know a lot of the theories about the Starks and the Direwolves have been discussed frequently. Um, so now we're going to, so if you want more information about those, you can really just kind of Google and learn a little bit more about um, the connection between, like, the theories between the Direwolves and the Stark children. 
Um, however, the other animals that were mentioned at the beginning also have really strong connections to the, uh, to the members of those houses. So next we'll talk about the Targaryens and their dragons. So some um, characteristics of dragons are that they cannot be tamed, but you can bond and train them, uh, bond with and train them. And uh, if they're not trained, then they will quickly lay waste to anything around them. So if you just think about Daenerys in general, um, she's really kind of laid waste to everything. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't been trained at all. She has mm -hmm. no idea what she's doing. She can conquer, but she can't do anything else. Mm -hmm. Well, what's conquering? Laying waste to everything. Yeah. And so it's now kind of becoming that turning point of like, she, everyone knows that she cannot be tamed. She is a very forceful character. She has asserted herself mm -hmm. and she refuses to just uh, be told what to do, mm -hmm. um, both in the books and in the show. Like she is a little bit in the book. She's like trying to, trying to be a good wife or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like she, she's feeling the same constrictions that her dragons are in mm -hmm. the, like, while they're chained up, mm -hmm. and it's just not going well at all. Mm -hmm. And so she cannot be tamed, but you can bond with her and you can train her. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what Barristan in the books and what Tyrion in the show are kind of starting to do is um, try to guide her in a way that she can become a productive leader. Mm. Um, but at the same time, she's not able to, uh, she doesn't understand how to train her own dragons. And so mm. they're off kind of doing their own thing. And I'm thinking of another interesting tie, not looking at Daenerys, but like looking at Viserys. When, mm. Um, mm. So Viserys is the weak dragon. Mm. What would, as the dragons were, forced into submission mm -hmm. in Westeros as the lines were interbreeded and everything they yep. became smaller and smaller mm -hmm. and smaller until they died off and that is Viserys he's not powerful yeah. he has none of the abilities that Daenerys has and but he is the known king or whatever mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's I kind I mean, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Did Daenerys have this power and she awoke the eggs or did the eggs hatching wake up something in her yeah um, i don't know who knows um but obviously he was the weaker dragon he mm -hmm. was he was more like the dragons that were most recently around in mm -hmm. westeros mm -hmm. and she is a true dragon with these big beastie guys yes and yeah. she definitely has the personality of yeah. Yeah. a yeah. true dragon yeah and i mean viscerous i mean he was young but he did like he grew up for a while like in that westerosi life mm -hmm. but danny never did she was born on a boat on the way to s like mm -hmm. fleeing from them so she never had that same um like she never grew up in the court life and things like that as mm -hmm. well either so really like she grew up kind of in the wild, if you will, yeah, just yeah, like her yeah, dragons yeah. have. Yeah. And so because of that, neither of the... She was never trained on how to um, on how to manage her dragons. Mm -hmm. And because of that, like both of them are losing control. If someone doesn't gain control of her, it, not control, but uh, essentially teach her how to control herself. Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't start controlling her dragons, she's just going to destroy everything around her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, because... We see, like, um, 
when she chains up her dragons and everything, it's really then that she starts losing control over yes. the pe- over Marine. Because, I mean, up to that point, like, yes, it was, like, people weren't really happy, but there was not really any, like, actual physical backlash against her until after that happened. Then you start getting all the, um, what are they called? The harpy people. Yeah. Coming yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's it's very epic in a way. She went into the wilderness with Drogon and, like, mm-hmm. found herself just as she connected with the dragons again for the first mm-hmm. time when he took her out of the Coliseum or whatever you want to call it. But so, like, going back to, like, She the had wildness. to, like, go back yeah. to the wildness to yeah. gain control of everything. And then in the show, she comes back in and it's like, bitches better be straight. Mm-hmm. I know my shit. Okay. And so another uh, major house is um, are the Greyjoys, and their uh, house sigil is the Kraken. Now, especially in the show, the Greyjoys have really kind of been downplayed mm-hmm. um, and not given the proper attention that like, I kind of think they deserve because they're actually really interesting. They're one of the oldest houses in Westeros. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, they were arriving around the same time as the first men, if I yeah, remember correctly. I think so. And there's also, like, some people claim that they are just, <clears throat> like, first men as well. But they also, like, their culture is so different that yeah. people also, like... Yeah. Essentially, there's no straight answers to where they came from. Mm-hmm. There's no clear connection over, mm-hmm. like, where, um, like, who they might actually be. Um, so they're particularly interesting, but um, the the Kraken is is very interesting. We don't know, um, at least that we're not provided with any particular uh, characteristics about the Kraken itself, but we do have some history of the Kraken. Um, first off, the Kraken, uh, so we know that direwolves and dragons have been physically seen in Westeros, mm-hmm. or in the known world, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, the Kraken we haven't physically seen in the mm-hmm. show, but it's been rumored um, sev- by uh, several different characters, including uh, Varys at one point, mm-hmm. and then in the book also to um, by a lady to Princess Ariane. Um, and then also, um, uh, someone mentions it to Jorah at one mm-hmm. point. So it is, um, it has been brought up that a, crack, a Kraken does exist mm-hmm. in the world. And they mention some locations and whatnot. Um, and so a Kraken is around. I wonder if it's coming with Euron. Spoilers! Yeah. If we're about to have a big sea battle, mm-hmm. what you want to bet? A Kraken's going to rise up and then there's her dragons. And what? Yeah. That would be crazy. okay. We're not gonna get into this. I mean, no. but what if? But what if the uh, like he found the kraken when he was in Valyria? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If based on these next connections, yeah. Yeah. so um, so in the history of krakens, um, what what kind of uh, initiated um, a lot of the uh, the Ironborns mythology and whatnot started with um, Naga who is the first sea dragon, who is known to have eaten krakens. And then the Grey King, uh, who was ironborn, um, kills Naga. And if you remember, the place of the king's moot is actually called Naga's Bones. And that's supposedly where he put Naga. And like it was just this like ginormously huge dragon of the ocean. Now, we don't have any specific... 
um, specific descriptions of what a uh, sea dragon would look like, whether it's more like a seahorse or what, I don't know. Um, however, there is Sea Dragon Tower at Dragonstone, and it is in the shape of a dragon, which mm. is kind of interesting. Mm. Um, I wonder if it's like Nessie. Like yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it could be. It could be. So really, it could like a sea dragon could go kind of any direction. All we know is that they ate krakens, mm-hmm. and and krakens uh, took down ships all the time, like uh, just like just in like, normal mythology. Mm-hmm. So imagine um, a th- creature that can take down a whole ship, and then another creature that can eat that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like the Grey Joys are known for as in like. Essentially, they're pirating, if you yeah. will. And so, like, there's the connection between the um, Greyjoys and the Krakens. But I just think that it's really interesting that they are connected to a sea dragon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because that just, br- I mean, dragon obviously yeah. connects you to Valyrians. And if they're, <coughs> if the Greyjoys are the, like, um, uh, the Greyjoy line, if you will, mm-hmm. is that old. Mm-hmm. Um I guess it wouldn't necessarily be the Greyjoys, but um, the Iron Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, (coughs) too. There's um, not connections necessarily, but, like, parallels, I guess you would say, kind of between the Valyrians and the Ironborn. So the Valyrians talk about, like, all the time. There's mentions of how they thought that they were descendants of, like, we are the descendants of dragons, blah, 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 things like that. Um, but in the Ironborn, um, like, their myths and everything, they also, like, they claim to be descendants of, like, water creatures, and that they developed from, um, you know, like, all these different fish and things like that. Um, yeah, so there's, um, so the, both the Valyrians and the Ironborn kind of claim this descendants from these, like, kind of mythical creatures in a way. But on that topic, like, comparing Valyrians and Greyjoy, mm-hmm. Or, I mean, well, and maybe Targaryens yeah. and Greyjoys. Um, with the whole Naga tale, the dragon eats the kraken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what is that mm-hmm. foreshadowing? Well, yeah. and then the and then the Greyjoy kills or, or the Grey King. The Grey was, King kills the sea dragon. Yeah. Which I mean, in the show, if you like, you, we have Euron. Who is now the king of the Ironborn, the leader of the Ironborn, who is going after Danny? So yes, we do have some of the like the Greyjoys, um, Theon and Yara, who have kind of teamed up with Danny. But we also have another one who is kind of in opposition with her. And it's also interesting because I mean, Euron is the only character in the universe who has gone to Valyria and survived and like come back. So I think there's just like way more to him that. Like, we just haven't gotten into. So, this is totally just me theorizing. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence. What if Euron is going to raise a kraken, and that will be the first time it's on the show. It's going to be so badass <laughs> coming up. And then, ooh, what gets tempted by this kraken? Here comes a sea dragon. And Daenerys is like, mine! I'm going to control that! <laughs> okay, that's awesome! It's going to be so good! And which, so then she's got sea dragon, three regular dragons. What else does she need? An ice, ice dragon! dragon. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Who's she gonna get an ice dragon from? Her, Her boy 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 boy. Boy. Okay. 
slash cousin. No, nephew. Nephew. I don't think we'll actually see a sea dragon ever, but I think that would be really cool. I really hope we see a dragon, though, because that would be... I bet we'll see a dragon. Yeah, I think that would be really neat. Can you imagine if there's, it's like this epic scene, you know, with like the dramatic Game of Thrones music, and they're like, the boats are coming at each other, and then it's like... And then one just... Yeah. And it's like, oh my god! Yeah, and you know, this is Daenerys' scene. I'm so shocked. I'm so shocked. <laughs> I can see her, you know, and then she'd be like, mm, Drogon! I'm gonna have to go crispy calamari. <laughs> oh, and then they would just need to be like, Yo, Cersei, give me some of that wildfire. Throw in the fire. Burn there have the been so many memes. We're getting way off topic. <laughs> so many memes about, like, the Daenerys Cersei meeting. It's cracking shit up. With the. Well, I got wildfire. Well, I got dragon fire. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So, speaking of Cersei, that leads us into the Lannisters. So, the Lannisters um, are obviously lions. So, uh, just interesting little facts. So, the lions have been hunted to extinction in Westeros. Though they are actually common in Essos. Mm. It's a different species of lion, so they're not exactly the same. But they are actually common in Essos, apparently. Um, a little uh, a little fun fact um, is that is actually a parallel to um, actual history, uh, where humans, there used to be European lions, and humans drove the uh, European lions to extinction. So there's your little... History lesson for the day. Um, <clears throat> back to Westeros lion history. Uh, the lions actually originally made their dens in Casterly Rock. Uh, so it makes sense that the Lannisters would have made their home there and made their uh, sigil a lion. And then, uh, so the only existence we know of any lions um, in Westeros currently are the caged lions at Casterly Rock that Cersei tells the story of whenever she was young. Um, she went down with Jamie to see the lions, and uh, she touched one while uh, Jamie was pulling her away. Um, and she thought him cowardly because of that. Yeah, which I think is, I mean, I think that points out a lot just in general in their relationship. Because Cersei is mm-hmm. so tied to being a lion. Like, she is a Lannister. Like, that is, I mean, that's really how she has identified herself. She's a Lannister and mm-hmm. she's a mother. Like, that is that has been her identifiers. Whereas... Jamie kind of, I mean, he joined the the Knights, um, not the Knights Watch, the King's Guard, and when you join, like, I mean, essentially, it's like joining the Knights Watch. You cut your ties with. You're supposed to cut your mm-hmm. ties with your family. You can't marry. You can't. Um, you can't be the heir to your family anymore, and things like that. And so he's kind. He pulls away from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he he is more representative of the the no the modern lions they're caged mm-hmm. he he has yeah at castle rock he has taken on the controlled lion the tywin mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. figurehead and she obviously yeah. showing it she's going to touch lions in a cage she's irrational she yeah. she is she is what the wild lions once were at one point and, I and think she's trying to make that happen except yeah. less smart less well, I mean, obviously they weren't that smart. They got hunted to almost extinction. Yeah, well. And well, they can't survive in a universe with dragons, yeah. wolves. Yeah, that's true. And also with Jamie, I mean, if you think about it, like, he, I mean, it's not really caged, but because of Cersei's decisions, he is very, like, 
he has to play his cards right. He has to, like, mm-hmm. he has to really, like, kind of hide his emotions and his true feelings because, I mean, at this point, like, I mean, I think that scene in the finale where they, like, where he gets mm. he's leading and there's, like, I mean, it's like they just look at each other and it's so quick, but you can tell, like, that it's completely different from the way it was, mm-hmm. like, before. Um, and so he is very, like, limited in what he can do because of her. Mm-hmm. And he has to... That's like the modern lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have to live under the rule of man mm-hmm. because of what reckless ancestors have done. And Jamie is like, we have to live under rap, Cersei. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna blow up some people. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I mean, if we're connecting Jamie and Cersei to the lions, we should go ahead and talk mm-hmm. about Tyrion and the lions. Mm-hmm. And where did... Where are lions still succeeding that we just discussed in the east? That's where's mm-hmm. where's Tyrion? And he is going to rock it over there mm-hmm. with her in the east. I thought that was really fascinating. It just came to me when we were talking mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting what happens uh, if and when he comes back to Westeros with her then. I, I think... Mm-hmm. Theories. I think he is going to become a dragon in the process of coming back to Westeros. Whether he really is, I mean, I I don't anymore. I think he truly is a Lannister, but mm-hmm. I think he has always wanted to be something else. He never yeah. fit in at Castle mm-hmm. Rock. He never was a <clears throat> Lannister. He was never accepted by them. So he's always been searching. Daenerys has, well, she has someone, but she doesn't know who she has. So she's mm-hmm. open and. And he knows so much, he has so much to give her, so he will take on the Targaryen name. I mean, he took on the Targaryen Hand of the King sigil. I mean, which is also interesting, because I mean, if you think about it, like, animals who are being hunted to extinction, the only way they can survive is to change their nature. Yep. And evolve through mixed breeding. <laughs> Little new babies. It's not going to happen. She's going to hook up with Jon Snow. It's okay. But... <laughs> But yeah, I know that's so true. I don't think yeah. he's going to come back as the lion. I think no. he's done. No, and he's never really identified as being yeah. a lion. And so it makes sense. He's been the most successful Lannister as it is anyway because mm-hmm. he has evolved. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was just commenting the other day to one of my friends, a fan of the show, <laughs> that um, we were just talking about the way Tyrion's appearance has changed so drastically yeah. in the show. I mean, all all the Lannisters have. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously. But, like, Tyrion has gotten, he went from, like, bleach blonde, I mean, season one, low budget, but, yeah. like, bleach blonde, clean shaven, perfect guy, the mm. craziness with his battle wounds, his yeah. hair is darker mm. and curlier and longer, he has a beard, yeah. he is going away from that golden crowned yeah. lion mm-hmm. to something else. Yeah. And his dress, it's fantastic. Love him. Second favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be first, but then I I left. <laughs> That's a different episode. <laughs> <coughs> Y'all just waiting, aren't you? <laughs> you have to build up the hype. Yeah. I, know, I gotta <laughs> hype up the single episode. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. Let us know what you think and leave comments in the uh, comment section in on the. Uh, podcast website and then also on our facebook feel free to contact us let us know what you think if there are any houses that we missed out on or any connections that we missed if you and if you have any um ideas or theories you would like us to address and kind of um to our say our opinions and like things like that on just comment leave them um in the comment section and on our facebook page or you can message us so we can address those as well thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe